Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Worst Year Ever, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. Everything is so dumb, 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 Well, hello. And welcome back to the worst year ever. My name's Katie Stoll. Hi, Katie Stoll. I'm Cody hey. Johnston. What's up? Uh, that's my name. And I am a third person, and my name is Robert, and this is not the best year I've ever experienced. It is oh, it? we were expecting it. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame that we named this podcast the best year I've ever experienced. That was really yeah. a bad call. We shouldn't have uh, named it by flipping a coin. Yeah. Yeah. By flipping a coin like it's per syllable. Be good or bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That was a bad call. So uh, today we have a very special episode about our very shitty bad election that isn't good. Um, well, it's mostly not about that. It's about. <laughs> it's it's about like that's not actually what the episode's about. <laughs> it's about the, uh, the fact that I, I spent my weekend at. What is essentially a fascist pro-virus rally uh, in Salem, Oregon, uh, where I got to talk to a bunch of people holding rifles and just really itching for the chance to shoot me in the face. Um, So that was fun. But I think we we wanted to kind of lead in here by talking about a couple of election-related things first, because uh, for some reason, that continues to happen. It's like the 2020 election refuses to take the motherfucking hint. Yeah, we haven't wanted to do this for a long time, but they just kept going and going and going, and there's nothing yeah. we can seemingly do about it. I mean, we did yeah. talk about the election last week, but yes, it does keep going and going and going. Yeah, it's amazing. We were talking a little bit earlier about this, about like the 
collapse of the oil and gas industry and how like that feels like such a two weeks ago story like oh yeah we're already over the underpinning of the global economy falling through the floor except that nobody took time to actually actually process what that was or what it means we were all like oh shit don't have room for that in my brain yeah no fuck it now we gotta talk (laughs) about how the woman accusing joe biden of rape might have taken money from an animal charity or some shit like now that's the number one story It's yeah, incredible. I feel like I heard th- I saw, like, a headline about uh, the oil, and then like literally nobody has ever talked about it since. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, <laughs> but hey, this this one this so one. So let's not uh, start instance, now. Uh, yeah, from the the Krasensteins seems like uh, worth yeah. worth sharing. Yeah. Talking Tell about us about that at length forever. You want to lead us in with that, Cody? The fact that the Krasensteins are back in. Steen. Oh, they are back in Steen. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so these are the brothers I'm sure people listeners are aware of. They're uh and like I, I don't throw this word around, uh we use it. They're utter grifters, they're frauds. Yeah. Um they're liars. <laughs> They've uh been like investigated by the FBI for uh like Ponzi schemes. Yeah, uh, they got banned from Twitter for running a bunch of sock puppet accounts and just like being generally frauds who lie. Yeah. And uh, but they're back. Yes. I like you saying we don't throw this word around. We use it. <laughs> we use it. it but, but there's like, so many grifters. <laughs> there's so yeah. many grifters. It's hard. We reserve it for the people who uh, it applies to. And unfortunately, there are many of them. Yeah. All right. Please many tell us about this article. Um. Yeah. So like, well, so the Krasnstein's in general have been sharing quite a, a few articles on Medium um, about uh, and they just like. So they got up and like here. Yeah, they um, got kicked off of all of the other social media for like blatantly fraudulent behavior, um, like creating sock puppet accounts and stuff. But Medium has never kicked anyone off for any reason, um, because that's a good way to run a business. Mm-hmm. 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 Well, they have that that uh, disclaimer at the top says, "By the way, we don't endorse whatever this." <laughs> fucking person says by the way this could be anything written by anyone (laughs) (laughs) culpability gone uh yeah it's amazing um so they're back also i believe on twitter uh they are still tweeting um under uh one of their wives accounts mrs krasenstein yeah yeah yeah. they they, they have their wives account that they used to tweet their articles it's great their their one collective wife um (laughs) (laughs) brian and eddie um yeah so they've been they popped up quite a bit recently uh specifically about uh terror reed and biden great Uh, i was hoping that's the article you were mentioning yeah yeah. so they didn't post anything for three months three months and then suddenly every five days there's something about uh uh terror reed and biden um, and these articles have been uncritically uh, shared quite a bit from a lot of, uh, I guess, resistance people you might hope would be reasonable. Um, but uh, may- maybe they're not, actually. Um, and one of the recent ones that's being shared quite a bit is about... <sighs> the headline is Biden accuser Tara Reid allegedly stole from nonprofit organization. Now, before we really dive into this... I we've talked about this a lot on the show, actually, and just sort of the the types of arguments and defenses we've heard from people echoing quite a bit. Uh, the things you hear a lot about uh, sexual assault allegations, a lot of what we heard in Kavanaugh, trying to discredit people. Um, and I don't want to alarm anybody, but 
even criminals can be sexually assaulted. What? And yeah, I whoa, it's whoa, wild, whoa. right? I it I it's just like a thought I had suddenly, and it turns out I'm pretty sure it's true. Um, and so that what what this is trying to do is sort of uh, discredit her, you know, create this story, like this, um, you know, establish like, oh, she's just always a dishonest, like lying person. Uh, she has this history of being deceitful and manipulative. But again, like if we're if we're looking at patterns, this doesn't establish a pattern of lying about sexual assault. No. Um, and if we're looking at if we are looking at patterns, Joe Biden has a pattern of touching women's faces inappropriately in public. Um, so I don't know um, why we're doing this. <laughs> like, it's such a bizarre yeah, argument to me to be like, look at this thing. And like, Biden doesn't have a history of this at all. It's like, well, he kind of does, doesn't he? Didn't we talk about it a year yeah, ago? That's, that he yeah, that's does? always yeah. what's alarming There's to me. There's a long history. <laughs> People saying, yeah, there, there's no other examples of Joe Biden being inappropriate with women. What are you talking about? What have we been talking about for years? What is it that we've been a, a worried about this whole time? Even before we had a credible sexual assault accusation, one of the big worries that we all had was, oh, great. We're going to be debating which person who touches women inappropriately is worse. and. That's not news to anybody. I said this no. on some, even more news last week. It's wild to me that <laughs> we are so quick to dismiss this. Again, saying there's no, he doesn't have a history of this. When it's like clearly he has a history at the best of completely misunderstanding social cues and kind of infantilizing women, you know, touching them oh, tenderly yeah. in weird ways and, 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 making them uncomfortable at the very best he has no awareness of 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 appropriate social interactions with women even still recently uh and that's the most charitable view of it yeah seriously yeah yeah it's um it's very uh it's just upsetting and frustrating to watch and uh very recently lucy flores talking about how uncomfortable it is to have a man walk up to you, smell your hair, and tenderly, slowly kiss you on the back of the head. Um, People call him Uncle Joe. I don't want my uncle behaving like that. Nope. It's just so frustrating. Again, yeah. I'm, I'm going to come back to this because I feel morally obligated to. I'm still grappling with all of it and with what I want to do with my vote. I'm swinging between voting for Jesse the body, well now Jesse the mind, Ventura and uh uh and Vermin Supreme, but I also have the privilege of, you know, living in a state where uh the 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 actual outcome of the state's electoral yeah. votes is not really Yeah. In it's doubt. just Yeah, same. I, uh, we will I be doing understand, a Jesse Ventura episode. <laughs> I understand people's difficulty in this decision. I think that it's going to have to come down to a personal choice for everybody. I don't want to sit here and advocate for people who have been traumatized by sexual assault to try to reopen that wound. But I do want people to be smart about their votes yeah. and to understand the stakes here. Uh, and I don't feel good saying that. I don't. But no. I, it's, it's two bad choices. And I do not want to contribute to Donald Trump's reelection, but also – us taking the time and the space to discuss this is not contributing to Donald Trump's reelection. It's doing the important work I think all of us need to be doing uh, to acknowledge these issues 
and to not ignore them. Yeah, this is, this is a real problem. Like the fact that the choice left to us right now is like, okay, do I do I potentially enable an authoritarian who's who's gleefully accepting the deaths of tens of thousands of Americans as a worthwhile crossover for the health of the stock market? Or do we go with the rapist who would be at best 10% better at this stage of the pandemic? Um, and that is a sign that we live in a profoundly broken state. Like we live in a failed state. Uh, and this yeah. is part, which doesn't mean that in the same vein that like I have some friends who got into heroin when I was younger. And the fact that they started shooting up heroin was um was bad. It was a, a bad call on their part. It's bad that they they wound up in a place in their life where they were doing heroin. But it's good that they took certain steps to reduce the danger uh, of, of doing that heroin. Like, right? Harm, harm reduction. Like, the fact that they took uh, basic safety precautions and none of them actually OD'd, even though all of them suffered negative health effects as a result of shooting yeah. up heroin. Um, Joe Biden is the heroine of voting is kind of what I'm I'm, yeah. I'm building towards here. It's I and I want to yeah. say something slightly positive because yes, I think that this is a perfect illustration about heroin. About heroin, it's yeah. a fun ride. I've never done it. <laughs> Don't listen to me right now. Um, heroin is terrible, and uh, <laughs> but we are living in a failed state. I do think that we are further along than we ever have been. I do think that there is an opportunity for real change in the future. I do think that what we're living through right now will fundamentally shake the core of this country. And I don't know how it will shake out, but I don't want us to be disillusioned right now when it's more important than ever that we continue the momentum that we've built. Um and that might just sound like pie in the sky stuff, but it's what I believe. <laughs> and uh, I, I, as we have these conversations, I want to keep coming back to that because I think that's a really important thing to focus on as we navigate this. Yeah, we don't want to dip into nihilism and just like well, despair. Um, we got we we got to get up I, I every day. Do. <laughs> you do well. <laughs> that's why people love us because we're all sorts but, of like, viewpoints. Be, be realistic <laughs> about it too. Like, there's obviously a calculation everyone is going to make. But to completely ignore this and to be to be to like hear that like we're living in a failed state and hear the reasons and go actually no it's fine this is like we're gonna it's I don't know it's childish to ignore it. Um, I agree. Yeah, it's irresponsible it to, to ignore it. Be able to point out like this is actually a really bad situation that they knowingly put us in. But the important thing is that the Krasensteins are back in our lives. Um, yeah, that that is good. <laughs> Finally, some good news. Finally, the mm. best year ever continues as another great thing happens, which is that the Krasensteins are back. Um, we don't need to talk about this article too much. I do think it's interesting that if you uh, even just skim it, you will find so many instances of the words manipulation and mm -hmm. deceit just mm -hmm. throughout it. Um, it is uh, transparent how what they're trying to do Um and uh, even according to Hummer's account, it didn't take long for Reed to begin manipulating her. Whether it was Reed trying to convince Hummer to allow her to hide her vehicle on the ranch in order to avoid repossession, or Reed's repeated requests for money, Hummer began to see a pattern forming. So the whole thing is just like, yeah, she asked for favors and she was struggling with money and tried to get money and stuff. Um, a lot of the examples are that, like her, like, can I park my car here so it doesn't get repossessed? Mm -hmm. Um. 
But when you get down to it, um, she convinced this, uh, it's like a horse sanctuary, to uh, uh, waive the adoption fees uh, so she could adopt a horse. Um, and Is so that they her did crime? That. No, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, no, because uh, I would consider that a serious crime. Anyone who, <laughs> anyone who sides with the horses in our current our current human horse conflict is an enemy of mine, but I'm glad to hear that she hasn't completely given up her own species. Exactly. <laughs> um, and uh, so there's, but like, so ultimately, so she got this, these, it's just like this favor, waive the adoption fees from the organization she was volunteering for, uh, volunteering for. And uh, apparently um, she needed to take the horse to the vet. She needed like a vet visit. And so it seems like she took it, to a vet that was out of like the network out of town um because like a lot of the vets had a relationship with the the organization so they knew like okay we're gonna charge you or we're not gonna charge you and so she had the vet charge the organization for her vet bill and then didn't pay him back or something like that it's just like oh no yeah it's just it's like i'm not saying like oh it's really good that she did this but like who cares? What? Like the mo- the most damning thing in this article, honestly, is that Tara Reid was a horse girl. <laughs> like, that's it. But again, it's it's like okay, so she did this. She's asking for money. She tried to do this. Um, she built the organization for something that she shouldn't have for fourteen hundred dollars, and that means that she's lying about being sexually assaulted by Joe, the hair sniffer, the face toucher. He grabs he grabs women's faces by the chin as they pull away from him. So yeah, it's just a weird article um, about this thing that happened that doesn't seem relevant um, and doesn't establish a pattern of lying about sexual assault. Uh, it's like she asked some favors and then billed the vet, and uh, it yeah it doesn't do anything um, about Joe Biden, the guy that we see on camera just grabbing people's faces inappropriately only women doesn't do it to men i don't know thanks krasensteins for stopping by you've been great it's almost time for us to take a real quick break uh and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to robert uh about his experiences at uh some protests over this weekend uh but before we move on i just want to say that we are going to continue to try to balance doing election coverage as well as coronavirus coverage. I want to start focusing in earnest on covering Senate candidates and all the other elections that we should be focusing on and putting some of our energy into, especially if you're feeling disillusioned about our presidential candidate. So we will be getting more into that as the weeks go on. But first, a word from these sponsors. Welcome to the worst year ever. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Boy, howdy. We're back from some ads, which Yeehaw. I Wowzer found. Kapowzer. Yeah, Wowzel Papowzel is right. And now it's time to talk about this terrible thing I did this weekend. So, as you're probably aware, there were a shitload of um, protests on May 1st and on May 2nd. Um, and I think the people who held those protests would call them anti-lockdown protests. Uh, I prefer calling them pro-coronavirus protests. But either way... Uh, there were a bunch of them all over uh, the country. A lot of them were organized by a group called American Revolution 2.0. Uh, that was a lot of the May 1st ones. Um, but there were a number of different groups, and they're a mix of, you know, p- people are calling them astroturfed, and that is certainly a lot of it. The DeVos family was involved in a number of those, particularly the most famous ones in Michigan. Um, and there's evidence of some other, um, like the Door Brothers, who are these kind of like right-wing grifter brothers trying to build a big uh, a database of emails. But there's there were there's also a huge amount of um, like legitimate enthusiasm among right-wing activists for these events. So it, it's it would be a mistake to pretend that like um, I'm I'm hearing people like accuse them all of like being paid activists and stuff. And I don't I really don't think that's the case. I mean, there's a lot of pissed right now conservatives. I'm looking on Twitter. At a scene outside the Massachusetts State House, and there's just hundreds of people without masks. Yeah, and, yeah, they'll and, do that. Yeah, that was the uh, so I, I show up at Salem, which is the capital of Oregon, um, to uh, and it's not the witch city, by the way. Everybody gets that wrong. That was in Massachusetts. No, that's um, Massachusetts. It, it's just another Salem that happens to be the capital of Oregon because we have a law in the entire West Coast that none of our state capitals can be in the cities that they should logically be, which is Cute. why Sacramento exists. And, yeah. we're not, and we're not original, which is why all cities in all states have multiple names. Yeah, well, so anyway, I go to this thing. Um, I, 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 I met up with like a, a carpool of right-wing activists in Portland and I followed them all the way to Salem. And, um, there was probably somewhere around 1500 people who showed up in the whole day. Kind of hard to estimate because there were hundreds of people on the ground actually like waving signs and 
and and guns and stuff like that. But then there was like this constant stream of cars that would because so like there's like a, a road that runs in front of the Capitol House. And there was just like this constant circular stream of cars driving past it and honking. It was a big honk protest. I I have in my time as a journalist been around some frustrating things. And I can honestly say this is the most obnoxious day of my like the most obnoxious <laughs> thing I've experienced in my entire life. I, wow. I never thought I'd be like, I miss the sound cannons the police deploy at big actions, but those are oh, so much less painful. Then the so at one point in the car protest and like by the way the car protest it seemed like it was a, a much larger group than it is I think to a lot of the people on the ground but if you paid attention as I was the same cars ran through multiple times sometimes <laughs> 20 30 times because it was really not a big loop um, but there were still you know quite a few cars um, and one guy brought the 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 king of the protest I would call him rolled up at around 11.30 or so in a dump truck, um, in a very nice dump truck. Clearly had spent, I would I would say, just based on the fact that I have priced dump trucks before for a variety of complex reasons, um, easily a, a, a six-figure dump truck. Um, you know, very, very expensive, very new, very clean. Um, so he rolls up and he just starts honking like, like, like just laying on his horn straight as he lifts the bed of his dump truck up in the air, and the crowd loves this shit. They are so happy that a big truck has arrived, and a guy is is like making his the his the dump bed of his big truck go up and down like that. I cannot describe for you the level of of joy in the crowd at seeing a big truck. And then the guy gets out of his big truck, and he's like. You know, we got to stand up for liberty. I want to be able to go out and have a beer. You know, I'm ready to go back to work. And like uh, some people come up because they they love his they love his little rant. I've got it. You know, Dan, I'll send you the we'll put in a clip of his little rant here because I recorded some of the audio. So right here, you should you should hear for you listening <laughs> is what this sounded like. <laughs> It was un- unbearably obnoxious, and um, they fucking loved this guy. And so people started crowding up around his dump truck. And this dude, the the dump truck driver, had to have been in his fifties, right? Maybe maybe even sixties. Couldn't really tell, but he was definitely an older gentleman, um, like AARP aged. And so this crowd like swarms in around him, and he's like, "Hey, social distancing!" in a way that's clearly a joke. And then he just starts hugging all of the strangers in the crowd. Um, oh my Jesus. god. <laughs> It was just so frustrating. So he gets back in his huge fucking dump truck and then lays his hand on the horn for another five minutes or so and lifts the bed up and down again and then drives off and then keeps coming through the line and eventually drives up onto the steps of the statehouse and gets out to hug more people and try to give a bullhorn rant that no one could hear because none of them knew how to work a bullhorn and the crowd was too loud and the honking was too loud. It was just... I hated it so much. That's beautiful. Um, and, and that's the part of it I hated the least. Um, 
because everything else was so much grosser. So uh, as as has become the case in a number of these, you know, I'm I'm pretty plugged into the um the counter protesting, you know, anti fascist activist scene in in Oregon in general. Um, and none of those, well, I won't say none, but none, none of those people showed up to counter protest this event. There were some people there who were just sort of taking pictures of militia crews and proud boys and stuff. Cause they, part of what they do is document where these folks show up and who they run with. Um, but there was no like protesting presence of this, um, from like Antifa kind of groups, because uh, for one thing, all of those groups that I'm aware of in Oregon are currently doing shit like making hand sanitizer and masks. Um, oh, good. But- yeah, yeah. Um, so there's not those, those counter protesters didn't show up, but a bunch of doctors and nurses did show up wearing their scrubs and their PPE, and they stood in a line at the courthouse. And I found myself at one point standing right behind this line of nurses as a bunch of right wing demonstrators crowded around them. And there's a guy in like a gas mask with a Kekistan flag, which is basically like patterned off of a Nazi flag, but for nerds like standing next to them staring at them and like this group of a mix of like militias kids uh, or militia guys and like maga hat crew um all screaming at these doctors uh calling them diaper face because they were wearing masks um and just like <laughs> ooh this, zing this, yeah yeah just like, heckling these medical professionals and like the most heartbreaking thing i saw the whole day was this this young doctor in full PPE is standing out with a sign that just said, please, we just don't want you to get sick. Oh, um, yeah. And yep. they were just harassing these people aggressively, screaming at them. I'll play another here. Daniel, we'll, we'll throw in the clip of the audio here. So, yeah, it was really frustrating. And, like, at the end of this day, um, I'm, like, getting ready to head back. And I see that the local KOIN, one of the local Oregon news channels, has arrived and is, like, interviewing. Um, and they're, they're, the people they're talking to are just, like, you know, ladies in their 30s with MAGA hats who are talking about freedom and how they just think it's time to open the state back up. And I'm like, oh, so you're just going to like air the audio of these people trying to seem reasonable. And you missed like the fact that they were all cursing doctors a little bit ago for fucking taking care of people. So I gave an interview and I gave them my footage and stuff. So thankfully, some of that made it up. But like, as soon as I start talking to these people, we get surrounded by like this mix of militiamen and pro hemp activists who also are QAnon hemp. activists. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> intersectionality among the conspiracy set is quite a thing. So they all start like calling us fake news and shit. And it's mm-hmm. one Love of that. the things that was really disturbing was the number of explicit, like outright neo Nazis. There were a lot of like Proud Boy types and and kind of further right types wearing anti-antifa action flags uh wearing boogaloo patches um wearing all sorts of different like patches and stuff like that are are kind of like uh, pepes and stuff that are these sort of coded um far-right signifiers and also carrying guns um and waving guns around very recklessly constantly accidentally sweeping other members of the crowds and their friends with the barrels of their fucking rifles and i because i i'm a gun guy i I wound up engaging some of these people in conversations and they like some of them got pretty candid and i'm sitting there i'm talking to this guy who's 
not to be weight shaming, but is not fit enough to run 30 yards in the 110 pounds of gear that he had on, which is something that I find frustrating. When he first walked in, his AR-15 had a 30-round magazine, but midway through the protest, he switched in a 60-round drum magazine, and he was bragging with his friend about how he had 310 bullets on him in case he needed to lay down enough fire. And his friend had switched in a 40-round drum and was like, you know, yeah, I can put out a lot. He had like his mags in his pockets. They were all talking about the fact that they had between them five, 600 rounds of ammo and could really like shoot a lot of bullets if they needed to today. Mm. And then the heavy set fellow who also had a 10 inch long Bowie knife up backwards on his, his, his plate carrier, his armored vest, like a fucking, like a fucking spec ops guy he's seen in a video game. Not like, yeah. Anyway, so he, yeah, and he yeah, says, like, you know, if stuff. I run out of ammo, I could gut them with my knife. And I'm like, who's them? <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> Nobody's here. Like, there's not even, there weren't even cops. Like, there were, there was one police God. car parked off in the distance. There was no police presence. There were no counter protesters. Who are you going to fucking shoot? Like, what is, right. what do you and think like, is happening here? And if you are, like, First of all, yeah, who are you talking about? What do you what's the plan and what do you think their plan is? Like what's the situation that you're dealing with in your mind? But also if you're like using these guns, um chances are you're using them against other people with guns, right? Cuz like, that is you... not what they were <laughs> what they That's... were anticipating. <laughs> they were just like if in case we have to like murder people? Yeah, I think that's really the attitude I got because okay. it's yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was very frustrating. And it was very, uh, the thing that was most unsettling to me was the the large number of normies of like kids and kind of like Mm -hmm. normal conservative middle class parents. They're intermixed with these fringe people talking about the militia movement, like shouting on a bullhorn about how we need to form a militia and we need to throw the governor out of office. And like some guy talking, standing next to his like family of four talking about how he wants to see the governor's bloody body on the steps of the Capitol building. Um. And and it, that that's that is really bad. That's not a silly thing. That's not a thing you can just. The fact that these kind of norm people like my fucking parents are hanging out at this rally with people carrying guns and explicitly urging the murder of their political opponents, and that they're all hanging out together now for hours. That's a problem. That is an a, a, a significant escalation of the political situation in this country. That is a bad, yeah. dangerous, scary place for things to be right now and i have i go i've been to a lot of protests in my life starting um in i guess 2011 or 12 oh no no 2000 um yeah 11 with um fucking occupy and going up to the present day i have never been so fucking pissed off and scared at the end of one of these things um it was everything i could do to not go pick up another rifle but i already have more rifles that i can fit in my house and more ammo than i can fit in my house so yeah i don't know uh i'm part of the problem you don't need to do that (laughs) no Um, i've got about twenty five thousand rounds so (laughs) yeah it's all very alarming this mixture this cocktail of you know this division that's been growing and growing for a long time the second amendment rights stuff people hating the government and right now, just the increased emotions around what's currently happening, it's a really bad cocktail. Did you see signs? <sighs> I've seen post posters of signs. Cut that. I've seen pictures uh, online of people with post posters that say, like, you know, 
the federal government can't regulate my body and stuff like that from all these oh, right wing yeah. protesters. And Tons I just want to be like, let's talk about abortion then. Tons of it. There were there were my body, my choice protest Unbelievable. signs. Unbelievable. And they weren't, there was no, I, I got no hint from the people I talked to that there was an understanding of like the <laughs> yeah. irony at least. Like it was just like, of course you, you fucking assholes. <laughs> I hate them so much. Uh, <laughs> Um, that's not a productive thing for me to say or feel, but I fucking do. Hey. I mean, being like embedded in that, like, yeah, just, watch, just looking at photos and little bits. I'm it's so frustrating to watch. I can't imagine actually being there and talking yeah. to these people. Yeah, it was it was fun. They always when I would engage these gun guys about their guns and their equipment too, they would always explain it to me like I was a fucking nine year old. And I'm like, motherfucker, I've got two guns on me right now. Like you, and mm-hmm. it's like, and you don't actually know what you're fucking talking about with your fucking knockoff EOTech like it, bullshit. I I fucking hate these people for so many reasons. Um, but like the no fucking, man, he'd gut he'd gut people with his knife. He'd gut people with his fucking knife. Like it, that's not how you like. It, it, the, it was upside down. It was going to fall out of his fucking. God damn it! <laughs> I hate these people. <laughs> none of them know how to wear their fucking plate carriers. Any of none of them ha- are are actually set up to be able to like run and take cover, which is like the number one thing in any combat situation is taking cover. And like if you can't run without all of the shit falling out of your stupid fucking rig, I it's and the problem is it still won't matter. Like if the shooting actually starts, yes, a lot of them will die first. But the fact that they have been organized and going out and that they have this equipment will allow them to replace their casualties and there's nothing comparable on the left in terms of a paramilitary organization and it's already been shown very very strongly that local law enforcement is fundamentally sympathetic with these people like the feds will be against them but like that they they, the feds don't have that many fucking guns um it's very frustrating you know what i like to talk about product wise uh Uh, product wise yeah products you know we all talk about guns, but in some ways, the best guns are capitalism. Welcome to the worst year ever. We'll get through it together or not. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Everything is so dumb, 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 dumb. So we're back. Um, we are. I wanted, I, I wanted to go over some things outside of my very frustrating experiences in Salem that I think have maybe been undercovered just because there's so much happening right now. Yeah. So again, on the on the first and the second, there were a number of protests all around the country, um, and uh, that included Denver, uh, which is uh, part of the United States still, um, although hopefully not for long. I'm I'm a big Denver secessionist guy, but um, mm-hmm. anyway, so they, they there was this big open carry protest that was being planned, and it kind of got derailed by the fact that uh, like three of the uh, attendees got arrested in a giant sting from the FBI. One of them, a 53 year old man. Uh, who had been like posting violent rhetoric uh, on Facebook and attracted the attention of the feds was caught with a bunch of pipe bombs. Um, and like a fucking 22 year old kid who was going to be going there with him was arrested because he had been like, <laughs> he posted this live stream right ahead of the arrest because he sees this, um, he sees that there's like police cars all churning up around his house. So he like calls for his militia buddies to all show up to protect him. Um, and his mom's yelling at him and like telling him to like stop doing this shit and like take off his armor and guns and stop being a, a fucking uh, uh, an idiot. And he's like yelling at his mom and he's like, these people will these like the police will kill me, mom. If you call the cops on me, they're going to fucking kill me because he's got a, an illegal rifle in his house, which he admits on Facebook live. And like the reason he felt comfortable admitting all of this, like, right. And he was f- thankfully arrested peacefully. But he thought that he was going to be able to get 20 or 30 of his militia guys to show up at his mom's house and defend him from the FBI and that they would have their own Bundy kind of standoff. Um, and I I found, like, that seems silly, but I've been following what all of this... So this guy got released, by the way, from custody. He's out now. And I've been following he and his friends on Facebook and the things that they're saying. And none of them are scared back into the ground. Um, they're all talking about how they need to do things differently next time so that they don't get arrested. <laughs> um, so, like, there's one guy saying, I'm glad he's okay. You know, we need to get a good game plan together and a good number of people together, like, for the next time this happens. Yeah, how they need to, like, uh, contact Gun Owners of America because they have funds to help with legal cases like this. Like, there's all these these conversations about, like, what needs to happen next time. Um, and it it including them being, like, what needs to happen is the next time we organize a protest like this, we need to have everybody show up at the organizer's house the night before and like sleep there overnight to protect him so that if the FBI comes, we can actually easily um, uh, organize a resistance against them and we won't get like caught with only with us all isolated like happened this time. Um, so that that's really concerning to me for a number of reasons. Chief among them is the fact that the these people aren't backing down like these arrests mm-hmm. haven't convinced them at all mm-hmm. that that's necessary um they're just going to try and continue to pro- provoke um direct confrontations with federal law enforcement and yeah, doesn't it just encourage them to yeah yeah that's what they want <clears throat> unbelievable yeah that's exactly what they want and i i think they're going to get it sooner rather than later 
And I don't think it's going to end well for federal law enforcement because um, there's a whole there's a whole conservative media ecosystem that exists to to whitewash these guys and um, uh, make them seem like patriots. And they know it exists, and they know that if there's actually an armed confrontation, the feds will probably wind up being forced to back down. It's really frustrating and scary. Blue Lives Matter, though. Did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I mean, these guys are, are pretty anti-cop. Like, one of the... So the, one of the things that's really interesting to me, because I, like, track memes that spread between these groups, is one of the guys connected to... Um, the kid who was arrested outside of his mom's house um, for going along with this pipe bomb guy. Uh, one of his friends posted a meme on Facebook, like at, at in the discussion about um, everything that was happening. That's like, uh, it's a picture of like a black guy firing a handgun into a police, a parked police car. And it's captioned <laughs> okay. with when this starts to happen, you'll know why. Um, and I, like, I found the same thing. So there's a, a website that's, um, uh, connected to this American Revolution 2.0 group that organized uh, a bunch of these rallies called WellRegulatedMilitia.com, and uh, that website is this weird mix of like sovereign citizen beliefs, so, like these people who are convinced that there's all these different weird um, legal bits of basically magic that like saying the right words is like magic to cops, and because you understand these secret laws, like they can't do things to you. It's like a mix of that and like outright exhortations to murder police officers and elected leaders. Um, and I found the same meme posted there on like the same day. And it's kind of evidence that you've got this. And at this, at the same time, about 30 hours ago or so, um, the Oath Keepers, which is like the largest mm-hmm. pan national militia group posted the thing saying that like American police are going to need to choose which side they're on. Um, because right now, like they're coming down as an enemy of the people. Uh, so you've got this, you've got this, in in a way that hasn't you know the last time the militia movement was this blatantly violently and openly anti cop yeah. was the Oklahoma City bombing right like the yeah. the day is leading up to that and we're back again but this time mainstream conservative media is pushing these guys mm-hmm. so like the leader of right. American Revolution 2.0 was on Infowars Alex Jones's show and he was talking with Sean Hannity it seems like um and there's there's other shit like that, like all of these different groups um, are, you know, the, 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 the bikers for Trump and stuff have been like official security at Trump rallies and they're connected to the Oath Keepers who have also like been invited guests to Trump rallies and stuff like there's. Yeah, these uh, th- groups are mainstream now. It's terrifying. It's terrifying the legitimizing that's happening of them Uh it's terrifying that there's so much going on that it's hard to track, I would say, for people right now. It's hard to keep this in the forefront of your mind when everything else is happening. I don't I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust what's happening right now. No. Yeah, because it's it, like it's sort of background radiation that's always like there. Yeah. And it's gotten so much it's gotten so much more. Main, like yeah, it's it's the mainstreaming of yeah, it. Yeah, you know, I keep coming back to that, but it's it's that's the thing that's really scary here. And I think there's still this this heavy intention on not like the far left, but in like the liberal chunks of the left to like write these guys off and make fun of. And I know I was just ranting about like their silly setups and how how ridiculous some of them look, but to like write them off for that and be like, 
but it doesn't matter like how silly they are and it doesn't matter if their right. dreams about how this would work was is unrealistic what matters is that they have a shitload of guns they're getting increasingly organized and they want to kill all the people who disagree with them like that's that's important and the fact that 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 belief is becoming more mainstreamed among the right is important um and that's the thing like i don't know the, the I, I part of I, I had hoped that when we started seeing some crackdowns against these guys, we would see uh uh them start to 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 head back underground, mm-hmm. but they're they're not doing that. Um and so uh, there needs to be an organized response to this from the from the left and like we're not going to get it from the actual government itself. So there needs to be an organized political response to that. And I, I'm honestly not sure what it needs to be. I don't know how you reach out to these people at this point. Um, like an easy way to do it would have been to make sure that like, um, you know, there was an actual fundamentally reasonable response to the government, to the coronavirus so that people were taken care of. And that none of these, the folks who were like honestly worried about like going broke right now, weren't worried about that. Um, but I only think that would really have cut 20 or 30% of this off. Right. Because a lot of these people are are comfortable right now. Um, they just are taking this opportunity to push their their uh, their politics forward. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, not just the the insidious hijacking of of these kinds of things, and um, it's just very unsettling. Uh, and people are so primed to. Oh, they're everyone's so angry and scared. Um, at, like there was that story about the um the security guard who got shot in the head. He for sure did. The person to wear a mask. Um, she spit in his face. Yeah. Left, came back wearing a mask. Uh, with her dad, shot him in the head. Um, yep. And uh, it's just that kind of thing where it's like, yeah, peep they peep. Some people just crave it. Um, and yeah. And there These was measures a, are some, somehow making them uh, crave it even more. Yep, and like the uh, the 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 there's this town in Oklahoma that pushed like a, a town ordinance requiring masks indoors, and they were flooded with so many death threats that they had to reverse it. Um, death yep. threats towards employees of those companies. That's the one of the things that's most fucked up about it to me is that these people are like. There is this strong strain in like conservative America, particularly of just absolutely hating service industry workers, um, and this is being used as an opportunity to do that. Like, it's super gross. Yep. Yeah, really bumps me out. Um, mm-hmm. It's just horrifying. It, it, it's horrifying. It just feels like like they're capitalizing on civil unrest. You know, I mean, and, and social unrest right now, and then also amplifying it. Like, okay, this is a reason, this is a way that we can, yeah, become more mainstream. Um, and, yeah, it, it's just terrifying, the implications of this and what's going to happen now. And, yes, you talk about then the government has to capitulate uh, and make some concessions here or there or whatever it is. It depends on the state, but it's, it's terrifying, uh, especially when today we're looking at now the projections are much more dire looking on what the death toll is and what the fallout will be. Um, Yeah. And this just amplifies that. Yep. 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 
I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you want to take bets on how high we, th- how bad we think it's going to get? Like how many people are going to die? Yeah, sure. Why not? Why Jesus. not go totally ghoulish with it? I right? do not. Like, um, <laughs> I know. I, I mean, yeah, wanna... FEMA just, what, they ordered like 100,000 body bags? That's good. I think so. we'll hit 120,000 deaths. Yeah, I think that's pretty reasonable. Did you guys see the model that got leaked by the Trump administration that came out today? That whole yep. news? Yeah, they've yeah, accepted. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. It was like, it was, hi- it was higher than 120. Yeah, I'm being conservative here because it's so daunting. But, yeah. you know, at the beginning, the very first projection that spooked everybody was over 100,000 would be a goal. And then we talked about if we enact social distancing measures, we can be able to curb that. We'll be able to keep it much smaller. And we certainly have curbed it in some places, but the rest of the country has not complied. And we are well on our way. Yeah, I I there was a headline I saw yesterday or something that was like opening up um like re- relaxing quarantine out uh could cost us 233,000 lives by July but save millions of jobs. <laughs> cool. Like, uh, and it, you know, one of the things that's a real bummer is like I was having a conversation with a friend of mine recently who's not a very political person, but is a pretty reasonable person. We were just talking about the virus, and she was like, "Yeah, I was. I, I, the death toll had just hit sixty thousand." Um, and she was like, "It's fucked up, but like, I don't even notice the death toll anymore." Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like that is what happens. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Like that that's how this works. It's the just the way our brains work. Um, well, it's just so ghoulish and and scary and sad. It's hard. You know, when this started, at least for even more news, I was kind yeah. of doing updates, you know, on confirmed cases and what the death toll and where it stood and now, you know, yeah, we're you know I'll, I'll give a general update every so often, but it it's just too overwhelming. Yeah, like to today, like yesterday, the news hit that we had lost an entire nine eleven worth of Americans in, in one a single day. day. And today, the top trends on Twitter um, are all related to yep. Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> just literally, <laughs> like... just the names of Star Wars films. I don't know, Twilight yeah. also. Yeah, Twilight also. Twilight's also trending. And Joe Joe Exotic, because Nick Cage is going to be playing Joe Mm -hmm. Exotic. Yeah, I... I didn't need to. That's terrible. That's deeply upsetting. Yeah, Um, that should all be felonies. Um, Yeah. I don't even know what kind of felony. We'll figure that out later. Yeah, Yeah, I am not... I don't know. Like, I don't want to just be like... You know what the positive is, is that um, yeah. Jesse the Body Ventura tore the hell out of uh, uh, that Waters, Waters motherfucker yeah. from Fox News, Jesse Waters, during a, a live interview. Um, so that, that's um, good. Jesse I don't even know when that happened, but I saw um, it bodies recently. everybody <laughs> um, yeah. about <laughs> topics. I'm I'm like waiting for like, actually, he believes this batshit thing, um, but uh, no. so far... Seems no, to be right about quite a few things. I, I, I was, yeah, I was going back recently and like looking at an old appearance of him on The View where he's like very cogently stating like, no, I was waterboarded during my military training. It is absolutely torture. And for some reason, we only do it to Muslims. Yeah. Why don't we and let like, cops do it? Like, if it's oh, not yeah. Torture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was this this realization of like two of the guys from the Predator movie um, who were who became famous for their big muscles. 
um, are two of the more sober-minded and responsible American political thinkers in 2020. It's quite something. Quite something God. to see. <laughs> um, it's quite, yeah. quite something. Uh, he also made um, me realize that uh, uh, the YMCA, at least at a certain point, was a front for the CIA. The CIA. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty good. Um, 90% that also, of their funding. That all scans. Uh, yeah. I'll Jesus. share a positive piece of quarantine content I saw. Ooh. Okay. T- to try to end this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys have seen this circulating, but it, it was made with Juilliard and uh, they've got Yo-Yo Ma. They've got all these, you know, classical musicians playing this piece of music uh, that you all recognize. I don't know the name of and the dancers performing different pieces. You've got Laura Linney in there and, you know, different people making appearances, but it's really beautiful it's really sad and funny and hopeful and uplifting. It's 10 minutes long. You guys should Google it and find it and, and give yourself a moment of watching something beautiful that was probably very hard to coordinate. It looks daunting to me, but I, I really appreciated it. It made my day this weekend. That sounds amazing, Katie. Unrelated to everything <laughs> we've discussed today. Blissfully I like the so. ending on, on, a, on something positive. Yeah, yeah, let's. Do you want to? Do you want to try to ruin it? Positive. No. Okay. And again, and again, I encourage you guys to get invested in your local races, uh, especially for Senate and the House. Uh, we got to keep the House. We got to. We got to make some headways in the Senate, and that is a positive thing that you can put your energy into. Yeah, get people in the House. And on that note. Hmm. And on that note, you can check us out online. You can. Isn't that Yay. fun? Great At job, Worst Katie. Year Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. Please. Please. And thank you. Everything's so dumb. Everything's so dumb and it's gonna get dumber. Great. I tried. Yes. Daniel? Lovely. Worst Year Ever is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer, and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring, like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great-looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection, and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.